Welcome to A Pinch of Salt. I'm your host, Pete Goffwood. People are forever asking chefs what is their best meal ever, their favorite meal or their favorite ingredient. I think it's always difficult to pinpoint that. I, I have had some of the most amazing food, some most amazing experiences. And, and some, of those, some of those best meals, if you want, have been in, in Michelin-style restaurants. Uh, some have been in parks. Some have been around the fire with friends or Sunday night round the table with family. I think context is everything when it comes to, to best meals. I think for me, I have a list of my most memorable meals. I, I, I've been cooking for 35 years and eating for even longer. So to pinpoint which my best meal would be impossible. But one of the most, most memorable, certainly, was a meal I had at Le Gaboroche um, in London. Uh, there's some background to the story as to why I ate there. A number of years ago, I was involved with the launch of a cookbook um, uh, with uh, Klein Constantia, um, the Van de Constance cookbook, which was written and developed by Michel Roux Jr. Um, and I was in contact with him. He's the chef patron at Le Gavroche. And I was in contact with him because I was doing the food for the South African launch. And we had great discussions about what ingredients I could get hold of, what uh, dishes he'd like me to use and bits and pieces. Needless to say, the book was a great success, as was the launch. And that was that. But uh, a number of years later, unfortunately, my grandfather passed away. My grandfather lived in London. And I returned to London after about eight or nine years um, for his funeral. And I figured, well, if I'm going to be there for a couple of days, I was literally only there for three days. What I was going to do is I was going to take my, my copy of Van de Constance with me and, and hopefully get it signed. Stick my head in Le Gavroche and, and get it signed by Michel Roux Jr. Now, sticking your head in Le Gavroche is is easier than it sounds. The Gavroche is a is a is a an institution in the culinary fundament throughout the world. You know, it's the restaurant that put modern British food on the map. It was established in 1967 in Mayfair by by the our, by the Rue brothers Albert and Michel. Um, in 1974, they won their first Michelin star, and in 1982, they were the first restaurant in the UK to win three Michelin stars. It's now and has been run by Michel Rue Jr. since 1991, and and currently has two Michelin stars. So it's, it's a big thing. It's a big place. It's, um, and so the publisher of the Van der Kenstens book, a good friend of mine, and, and fun enough, also my publisher, Lannis Neyman, um, put me in contact with the restaurant. So I managed to get hold of Michelle Rue Jr.'s PA um, and said, that this, is, this is my story. I'm going to be in London for a couple of days. We've communicated. I've got my book. Any chance of popping in to get it signed? She said, yeah, of course, no problem. She said, uh, and, and, and will you be joining us for lunch? And I thought, Okay, well, you know, how often do you get the chance to go to somewhere like Le Gavroche for lunch? I kind of figured, you know, I could, I could feel my my credit card shivering in my wallet as I spoke, and I said, yes, what the hell? It's a, it's a once in a lifetime. Um, I'll go. Who am I going to? Who am I to turn down lunch? As luck would have it, for 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 the, all the wrong reasons, I happen to have a suit with me, so I got suited and booted and went to Le Gavroche. Now it really is. We're talking like serious old school. It's like a, it's like a another world of kind of plush, opulent, rich fabrics. It's all velvet and it's it's in kind of this old uh, building in the Mayfair, very very kind of uh, um, swanky area that's maybe what half a kilometer from Buckingham Palace so it's really in the heart of, of London um, and, and I kind of arrived and nervous as all hell with my book cloth under my arm and I kind of I sat uh, there's a bar upstairs I sat in the bar and I thought oh I need a I need a, a swift gin and tonic here to settle my nerves so I did that and I was 
paging through the menu, and this menu is unbelievable. I mean, it's not a very long menu, um, but the, just the food rattles off the tongue. And I just thought, well, what are we going to do? And the maitre d' comes to me and he said, so, uh, so, monsieur, will you be having, what will you be having? And I kind of figured, I'm going to come here probably once in my life. Um, and even if I spend the rest of that life paying it off, what the hell, I'll have the, the tasting menu, which is like an eight-course chef's uh, Bible. Everything that's good on the menu, there is a smaller tasting version of this. So I figured, what the hell, let's push the boat out. And he said to me, will Monsieur be having the wines with that? Now that's another <laughs> another whack of change to, to have that as well. And I thought, what the hell, let's go in for a penny, in for a pound. Now look, I went for this meal about 10 years ago, but I just checked today. The current price for the eight course tasting menu with wines is nine and a half thousand rand. So while it wasn't that much when I went, it was still ridiculously expensive in terms of what I normally pay for food or use for spending. But I think I'm here once in a lifetime experience. So I got led downstairs to this little banquette, a table for one with this beautiful ornate setting. Um, and there I sat in intrepidation with my cookbook um, and Michelle Rue Jr. appeared. What an incredible guy. You know, the first thing he wanted to do was talk about Cape Town. You know, uh, his second passion after cooking is running. He, he's a marathon runner. And he's, his dream has always been, ironically, to run the Two Oceans Marathon. So we had a great conversation about Cape Town and and, and my circumstance of cooking. He signed my book and then disappeared and came back with two other books. One which is Food and Wine Pairing, uh, which is uh, his latest book. And another one, Le Gavroche, also signed. And then he said, look, Pete, he said, you're having the tasting menu. He said, we're, we're, we're changing it at the moment. So there's a couple of extra dishes we're fooling around with. And so there might be one or two other things for you to taste. So I said, fantastic. He headed off and he then spoke to the team in French of, of sommeliers and waiters and what have you, who then descended on my table, took all the, the cutlery off all the glasses and then reset it. I have no idea what the difference was between the original setting and the one they did, but it was impressive. Um, and I was introduced to the sommelier, uh, a young guy by the name of Francois Bertrand. And interestingly enough, he's married to a Cape Town girl from Clermont. Um, so there was a great connection for me for the meal because him and his wife returned to see her family for two weeks a year. And he wanted to talk about rugby and New World wines and stuff that I'd tasted and, 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 and that kind of stuff, which was really, really interesting. And then he told me that I, I, I was having the eight courses with eight wines, but the chef had also told him to open up something special for each course, which was a daunting thing because now I'm going to have eight courses of, of a beautiful food with now with two glasses of wine with each. Fortunately, they were smaller tasting glasses, but I managed to make my way through 16 glasses of wine. But the thing for me was the food. Now, the food itself was just perfect. I, I mean, when I say faultless, I mean, you could not find anything wrong with the food. And, and, and to say faultless is probably not to quite do it justice. It was, it was magical. You know, I remember dishes like a, a, a pet. I mean, I kept the menu with all the wine, so I, I got it as a frame of reference. I still remember a rare pepper tuna with spicy ginger and sesame dressing that was so light and beautifully seared. And that was quite interesting because that was paired with a South African wine, uh, a Vondeling Sauvignon Blanc. Um, and, and that was an 05, which was already four or five years old. Um, so that was quite interesting. That the, the first wine I had was a South African wine. Then I had one of the most beautiful dishes I've ever eaten, which was wild salmon with crispy skin, braised peas with bacon. Now, peas themselves had actually been peeled. So 
not only had they been shelled, but there's a little outer skin on the shell that had been taken off. So it just had this pure little green nugget and, and this lovely thin shard of crispy skin and the most perfectly cooked salmon. And there was this light white wine sauce that had these peas and bacon in it. It was just absolutely beautiful. And the wine... The, the wine that was on the menu for it was beautiful, but they opened up uh, a Coton Charlemagne, uh, which is which is a ninety and ninety four, which is most magnificent Chardonnay, a glorious at the time was a twelve year old wine. It was magical. The next course was Foie Gras, which was just mind blowing. But the, for me, the main course, the rack of lamb with shallots and tarragon jus, were just. I mean, I, it's one of those things where you see a magic trick and you always wonder how they do that, how they got this lamb and particularly the sauce. You know, this, the, the intensity of this sauce, and it was almost like a, a thin broth-like consistency. You know, generally to have that much flavor and intensity in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, any kind of meat sauce, you have to really reduce it down. And sometimes it becomes this almost like sticky glaze. But this had an intensity of flavor and it just had a light smattering of fresh tarragon through it and, and, this, and, and these roasted chalots. And it really was unbelievable. And that was, a, again, uh, a Chateau Le Croix, a Pomerol, a 96 Pomerol, which was just, I mean, I, I, the, the chances of ever drinking this caliber of wines ever again is just unlikely. So for me, I was in absolute heaven. And then, of course, the cheese course. This, they wheel in this behemoth of a cheese trolley that must have, I don't know, 40 different cheeses on it, all French. Now, I love cheese, but my knowledge of French cheese is quite limited. You know, I, 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 I know, I know the, 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 the famous ones, but the, the nuanced cheeses that were on this, on this amazing trolley were just beyond my recognition. And so the waiter said, so what would you like? And I said, look, this is it, dude. I am, I love cheese, but I know nothing um, I, I think let's try four or five of these. You tell me. And he said, oh, no, no, four or five. He said, maybe eight or nine, just to get the full gambit. And he was right. And they and the way it was plated off of this trolley was what was actually quite magnificent. It was done, and it was done kind of on a clockwork, like a clock setting on the plate. And you started at 12 o'clock and then worked your way from lighter all the way around the plate to heavier. And and it, it came with some beautiful Melba toast, some little um, celery hearts and a little bit of chutney. And it was just heaven. The cheese was amazing. Now, at this stage, the sommelier said to me, would I like to take a bit of a break? Uh, and because he wanted me to show me the wine cellar. Now, the wine cellar at Le Gavaroche is something to behold the the, the 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 wines that they have on there are it's one of the best wine lists in the world and i got to i got to hold now fortunately i didn't have a cell phone with me to take selfies otherwise i would have done so but they have um a bottle of 1847 chateau that's on that was on the wine list then 10 years ago at nineteen thousand pounds so you do the math about what that is worth as a bottle of wine. I got to stroke it. There's no chance ever in this lifetime will I ever get to sample it. But to see some of the wines that were in the cellar were just quite magnificent. And they've got a number of South African wines there and, and they have a library of 
of uh, Van de Constance. And it starts at like, I think it's 1989 and goes all the way up to the current vintage. This is quite something, the relationship they have with Klein Constantia. So then after my visit to the, um, to the, to the wine cellar and I got a tour of the kitchen and got introduced to all the chefs, which was, which was quite something. Um, I then sat down to two desserts. One was a bitter chocolate uh, and praline indulgence that was just the most heavenly dessert. It was rich, it was dark, it was nutty. And, and with it was this magnificent cognac. Oh, and it, it arrived, the guy, the sommelier arrived with one of these massive bottles that looked like the kind of thing that they, they used to use to fill up Formula One cars with. And this massive goldfish bowl of a cognac glass, and he just poured glugs of this in, and it was absolutely heavenly. The last dish, I couldn't, I kept the, the cognac and to finish towards the end of the afternoon. And there was this beautiful layered uh, milfer with strawberries and uh, salted butter, caramel and pistachios that was absolutely heavenly. And that was so- served with a Van de Constance, um, uh, a 2000, which was quite magnificent. There was some gorgeous uh, 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 coffee and pettifors at the end of the meal. Um, but for me, I-, I just sat there in just in absolute awe of this magnificent meal just slowly swilling my goldfish bowl of cognac that was just truly magnificent you know and i eventually i mean by now fortunately i was in london so not driving because i'd arrived at 12 and it was now four o'clock in the afternoon how much alcohol i plowed through i have no idea but it was of the most unbelievable quality and it really made the it just it it was one of those exercises in, in food pairing where one plus one equals three. In the, in, in, and, and by that I mean where the food and the wine both, there's something that, that the food and the wine bring out in each other. You know, where you cannot taste where the food ends and the wine begins. It was that good. It was just so beautiful. I can still remember after all that time the taste of, and the flavor of the wine and that food. And it really was quite mercurial um, and will be forever implanted in my brain as, as kind of in, in terms of restaurant food, Michelin style food, that is probably the, the kind of meal by which all other restaurant meals, meals will be met, will be measured. And so the time was to, the time came at half past four in the afternoon to depart. I was the only person left in the restaurant. They were already cleaning up and getting set up for the, for the evening service. I thought, okay, time to put the credit card out of its misery and ask for the bill. And I still remember the and I, I will, won't even try to do the French accent of the sommelier said, Sir, there is no bill. Today you have been guest of the chef. And it didn't, it's not like, okay, I've got a freebie. It was just, this was the, like the perfect touch to the most unbelievable meal. I would have happily have paid for it. And as I said, continued to pay for it for, for, for months and years to come. But just the grace of the man himself as the chef, he was so humble, he was so welcoming uh, uh, to, to another chef. And just the entire process of being fed and being wined and dined. And, and for that, all of that to have been a gift was, was definitely one of the highlights of my career um, and, and, and uh, as a chef. So I will endeavor to tell you about a few more of those stories over the next coming weeks of my most memorable meals. But until we meet again, may the sauce be with you.